You're listening to The Life of Tri. It's triathlon for your ears. Well, hello, everyone. Welcome to the Life of Tri podcast. I'm Kevin McKinnon, the editor of Triathlon Magazine, and I'm here with Eric Wynn, the, I think your latest position was chief janitor at Slow Twitch, or uh, I can't remember what the official title was. Uh, that's correct, Kevin. I wear many hats, and chief janitor is one of them. See, that's funny because it's as far away from the truth as you can possibly get. Um, Eric, uh, I guess, purchased or you know became you know took over uh, Slow Twitch about a year ago, shortly after Kona last year. Correct. It was uh, just yeah, actually, it was a year when I landed in Kona this year was the anniversary that uh, me and a couple of partners did when we uh, when we took over. Yeah. So. Um, I do want to talk slow twitch eventually, yeah. but yeah. first things first, um, we want to talk about uh, Noosa Triathlon, Townsville. You and I are both on a little press junket here and uh, casing out this side of Australia. And um, why don't we start with the Noosa Tri since we're you know, just a few hours from seeing the finish of that. My first time here, I believe it's your first time too. What did you think of this impressive event? Oh my gosh. Um, it, it reminds me going, you know, 10 years ago when we had these kind of events in the States, you know, particularly like the, the Chicago triathlon and the New York triathlon when they were, you know, had, you know, close to 10,000 people. And it's just, it's been so long since I've been in an area where there were so many participants doing the sport that we all have grown to love. And, you know, we spend our livelihood doing, um, and, and such a unique, special place as, as Noosa is. Um, you know, you've just got this little tiny beach town where it just gets completely invaded with triathletes, but in, in the best way possible because they're Australian. And so, you know, they're, they're, they're cheeky, and, but, you know, they're also really nice and polite. And, and uh, it's, just, it's just a cool environment. Um, I mean, you and I have talked about it a lot, you know, during the last seven or eight days that, you know, you've been stuck with me. Um, and, and it's just, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with culture and the culture that uh, you see traditionally outside of the United States and potentially even Canada, where you've got an entire community that supports the culture of, of endurance events. And so... You don't feel like triathletes are invading, um, you know, community that's not welcoming. Uh, it's it's quite the opposite. It's the community I think is more excited about the triathletes coming in for the week than the triathletes themselves, which just creates a really cool environment and a vibe that you get to experience while you're here. Yeah, it, you know, and they're not joking when they f say festival. So we missed the swim run event on Wednesday. Um, but uh, you participated in the run on Friday. I took part in the swim on Friday. Um, and then Super Saturday was insane. With, uh, oh, yeah. you know, it starts with a kids race. They have a special kids event. Uh, then they have two different criteriums, men, criteriums men's and women's. Um, they have this legends <laughs> relay race. And, uh, and then a 5K bolt, they call it. We watched a dude go 1357 on a road with, I'm, I think he had... 
six or seven, um, nine or 180 degree yeah. turns. Like, yeah. Yeah. so just and a, a huge. <laughs> yeah. And a bridge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you've got this entire week of physical activities that are going on and you know, I don't, it'd be interesting to see the crossover of people that are doing multiple events, but I don't think that there was a lot of individuals that were doing multiple events. And so you've got about 10,000 participants, you know, each doing singular events throughout the week and they're, but they're here the entire week, which means they're just hanging out and they're watching everything else that's going. And so, you know, you get this really cool swim run thing that happened Wednesday. You get this awesome charity run that happens in the morning that they, they raise money for breast cancer and there was about 4,000 participants that did that and you know 99% of them are dressed in pink and you know they've got their little kids and they're in their outfits and you know and they're just and it's not really a run I mean I it's probably the slowest 5k that I've ever done because you know we walked about the first two miles of it because it was there were so many people but, and then you finish up on a beach. So you, you finish on the beach. The yes, sand. yes, yes. So you're not you're not picking up yes. any speed. No, runs. no, my ankles are sore, and you know. But but when I was you know doing that run, I I thought to myself how irritated people in the states would be because they weren't able to run for the first mile. But that just wasn't the case here. You know, everybody knew what was going on. Everybody was here for a good time, regardless of times and all of that stuff. Um, and it just keeps going, you know, I mean, all the way down to, you know, the, the crit racing where you get all of these, you know, triathletes around these barricades and you watch these professional women just kill themselves for 45 minutes going in loops around bikes. Um, and it's just awesome. I, yeah. I can't, it's hard to describe how cool it is. Somebody uh, did a comment on one of my Facebook posts today um, saying, you know, I live just down there. And he said, no one can truly understand Noosa until you've been there. And, and it, yeah, I think that's going to be my challenge and probably yours as well, trying to describe this well enough. Well, I mean, Noosa can't even describe it well enough. Yeah, I mean, true. you know, and this is the 40th year that they've done it because I've, I've always heard about it. You know, there's this rumbling and even like really good professional athletes that I've known for decades who live here have tried to describe it. But you get here and it's completely different than what they've even described. It's just such a new, new, I can't even talk. That's how <laughs> need, tired we are. need to get you another beer. Yeah, I really, yeah, or, or at least a beer. Um, but it, it's just so fascinating to like be here and to experience it as, as a whole. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to just reiterate everything you said. And, and so what's funny is we've run through all of this. And we haven't even talked about the triathlon that happened today yet, no, right? Like we've got to talk about the actual legends race first. Yes, good call. Yes, good yes, point. yeah. So okay, so what the legends race is is they get. It was would you say it was about a hundred to one hundred and twenty different athletes? I think Maybe there less. Were, yeah, there had. Let's just there's say that there's twenty. Six, let's just say twenty teams. Six, yeah, let's just say there's twenty teams. Sixty and seventy. Okay, yeah. so you've got sixty what they classify and they really are legends of the sport and they they come from all sorts of different legends from from different sports you've got motorcycle racers in there you've got 5k runners in there you've got marathon runners in there you've got you know pete jacobs who's you know iron man world champ you've got you know yeah yeah i think has won craig alexander and belinda granger and then you've got just celebrities that are here in in australia that i had no idea who were but were just funny as all get out 
and they do a relay triathlon. And so you've got 20 people that are doing the swim, and they do it on the old swim course. So it's through this back lake pond thing. And then they come out, and then they, they race around the criterium course on the bike. And so you're doing loops. And you've got people that are just, you know, they're going as hard as they can. You've got people that are drafting. Um, you had Cam Brown, yeah, who was Brown. the only one that showed up with a TT bike. And so he was in the front, you know, in aero bars, you know. And Luke Mc- yes. Yeah, and Luke <laughs> McKenzie and about three other guys were just tucked in right underneath them. And then you had some women that were, you know, cutting the course and everybody was just having a, just a ball. And then you get to the run and it's the same thing. And, and then the announcers, like they're just, they're so incredibly funny when it comes to how they're able to, and it's just an Australian way, but they're just able to tease everybody yeah. all the time. But everybody knows that they're being teased and it's okay. It's just the way of life down here. And it's just comical to just sit back and watch. I don't think I've laughed that hard watching a race ever in my life. It was fantastic. Yeah, no, absolutely. And so, you know, that sort of gets, they, they have the women's crit first and this is Super Saturday and all of this is televised too, yes. right? Like, yeah. so, you know, the, you've got, and, and again, this is something that would be a stretch, I think, in North America, Canada and the US. Oh yeah, we're going to, you know, go for four hours showing a couple of bike races and a running race. And yeah, just There's no way that it would, it would work. Yeah. Like you would just have too many people that felt like they were uh, put out. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and yeah, fully embraced here. And so you have that super Saturday. And so we've had a bunch of days of events. I feel like I've already had this amazing experience in Noosa and I haven't even got to the triathlon yet with 7,500 athletes, 7,500. The transition area is monstrous. It's just absolutely huge with bikes. They use up every single little space they have for that area and bikes racked all over the place. Um, it so is I did a time lapse of the, oh, yeah, of, right. of the bike transition and about halfway through, I started to skip rows because it was taking too long. Like it, it, it took me 25 minutes just to walk the transition. And like I said, I got to the point about halfway through where I started skipping like two or three rows at a time. Cause I was like, my battery's going to die. Like it's just, it's too long. It's too big. Well, and also to give an example of how big the transition area is. <laughs> I was like, oh man, like I better start skipping some stuff because like my battery's going to die and I'm just going to be pissed. No, but and, and Hayden Wild got lost in the transition area today. Yeah. The race leader came in and literally got lost, yeah. found himself on the wrong side of a fence, had uh-huh. to jump it. So a 30-second lead turns into he's scrambling to try and get out with the leaders. Of it. So that gives you an idea as to how big the transition area is. Well, he also, in the frenzy of it, when he pulled his bike off the actual transition rack, he broke his left brake. And so he only had one brake the entire race. I did not know that. I Yeah, I mean, he came into transition just flying, and he couldn't put his bike on the transition racket because because the actual like levers of of his SRAM mechanical had just snapped off like they were gone <laughs> and so you know he's coming in hot and he's just like they're broken they're broken they're broken and then it finally he like whipped his bike around and like hung it by the seat and just took off racing <laughs> so yeah just uh, 
Um, okay. Uh, might as well talk about this men's race. Um, no real surprises other than, <laughs> other than all of the mishaps yeah. in transition. The person we sort of expected would win one, but uh, Matt Hauser certainly pushed him right to the, to the limit. Yeah, I was um, a little surprised at how tight the race was with top three. I, I thought that, that Hayden was going to have at least a minute to 90 second gap. Um, ended up, I think, with about a 13, 14 second gap. But I also wasn't privileged to all of the mishaps in T1 because um, I, I kind of stayed back because, you know, I mean, it's such well, a... We were watching the swim exit. Yeah, right? we were watching the swim exit because the swim exit goes for, you know, it's like three and a half hours long. Yeah. is how long the swim waves waves go because you know once this once again there's there's over 6000 athletes that are actually participating in the actual swim itself and so they just go wave after wave after wave after so I I was staying back and hanging out and so I didn't even know that there was there was that issue um, and then you know he had issues coming into T22 so maybe that was one of the reasons why you know he didn't yeah but at the same time <laughs> Um, I still was surprised at how tight it was. And, and the same for the women's race as well. Um, you know, Ashley, you know, didn't finish that far ahead of second and third place. And, and they were some, they were young girls. I mean, they were so young, they didn't even know how to pop champagne. Okay, right. so you, you noticed that as well. Couldn't help but get that in my story today. So, um, you know, Ash Gentle, Ashley Gentle is only 32 years old. But it felt like she was being a mom on the. On the so I think it's Rochelle Hill who was third place, um, and Rochelle had, had never opened up a bottle of champagne no, before. Never, no. So right before it, they they hand these girls these these champagne bottles, and you know I mean Hayden kind of did the same thing with the other guys, but. But Ashley just kind of looks and she just like gives them the play by play of like how to unscrew it and how to pop it and how to shake it. And, you know, I love that you shake it, loosen it a little bit, shake it some more. Yes, and yeah, yeah. It. And she just enjoyed every minute of it, you know, because she's, you know, I was talking with Ashley uh, a couple of days ago um, when we were doing some some pre-race interviews. And, uh, you know, she's starting to get to that point in her career where obviously she's still dominating and has many years left in it but she's starting to realize that at some point in the near future she'll be passing on the torch and she's starting to 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 appreciate what she's been able to do over the last you know 15 years of her career particularly here you know I mean she just won her 10th Noosa triathlon and so I think these little tiny moments she's starting to appreciate a little more and and you could see that on the podium today when she you know she just got a kick out of the fact that here she was you know with these two you know young athletes and she was just all right well i remember when somebody taught me how to do this and i'm gonna teach you how to do it now so yeah no it's it's, it's been really fun to see i still remember interviewing ashley i think it was in edmonton in 2016 and just kind of feeling like well, she seemed really nervous yeah. <laughs> and uh that's not the case now and and like I, even to the point where i had her say a little hello to one of the athletes i coach who was a monstrous fan well has a big crush on her and so <laughs> and she sort of yeah and so uh, she was totally game for that you know just really relaxed and very impressive like seemed to just handle the pressure of this week because it would have been even though you know she's head and shoulders 
in theory above all of these folks. She never took that for granted at all and uh, was just a class act yeah. all week long. Well, you also just never know what's going to happen to you. I mean, look at Hayden, right? Like his yeah. bike broke. He lost, you know, got out of transition. He couldn't find it. And so you just never know. There was a lot of uh, mechanical issues on, yeah, flats, on the bike the, today. The swim leader, oh, I've just forgotten her name now. Um, she's a former open water swimmer who's turned to triathlon. So the woman who was like, well, clear, oh, yeah, yeah. minute and 15 second clear. Um, you know, she's <clears throat> swam for Australian juniors junior worlds and all that kind of stuff uh, she flatted early um as did natalie vancouver did not early but she flatted as well so yeah. yeah so yeah you get a flat and suddenly becomes very hard to get that 10th yeah yeah you know it would be it would be really cool to see the pro race here expand as much as the age group race um you know to get because i don't believe they get a lot of international athletes that come to this it's obviously it's mostly australian and mostly new zealand and i mean i understand right it's it's a long ways to get to australia i think we're on our sixth day here and i'm finally just starting to like feel somewhat normal from jet lag and things like that but at the same time um you know with the event and the size of the event and the amount of money that this 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 event probably generates it would be pretty cool to see a bigger prize purse that would cause for more, you know, Canadians and Americans and some Europeans to come over and really just like lay down and see what this could do from an international stage perspective. Yeah, and you know, I, I think I, I <clears throat> talked to Cam Brown. The only time he ever raced here was when it was a World Cup, yeah. and that probably is the only way that you're gonna that that would make any kind of sense if people are coming down here for points and, and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and timing of the year is really tough too, like November, you know, the end of season for a lot of folks. And Yeah, know, unless so. you're in the ITU, you're not really focused on speed when it comes to, you know, November, December type area. They're all kind of just ready to, you know, check the box of the last race and be done, take a break. Yeah, no, <clears throat> but uh, so, and, for me, one of the things I keep wondering is, wow, wouldn't this be just an awesome destination race for folks from North America? Like, come over here, do this race, spend a couple of weeks touring. Um, but it seems like it's so hard to get people psyched about traveling to anything other than an Ironman. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, big, it's a big sacrifice, you know? I mean... Um you know, checks are tight these days. And, and, and because checks are tight, also time is tight. Um, but at the same time, you know, if you're going to do a family vacation, you know, I've talked to my wife many times about, you know, how we plan our family vacations. And, you know, these types of events and these types of, you know, things are starting to become more and more what we plan around, particularly as our kids get a little bit older as they start to get into athletics and you know and 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 events like this you know there really is this opportunity for the family to be involved with something you know there wasn't any sort of activity that I couldn't slot one of my family members into 
Um, and when I mean slot them into, I mean they would want to actually do it. You know, like like I could totally see you're running five k whether you're yeah, like yeah yeah exactly. Um, but I could totally see both my kids doing that. I could see my daughter doing the swim. Um, you know, she's on the swim team, and you know I could see her and I doing the swim together, and I could see my son and I doing the the run together. And yeah. uh, you know, well, my your daughter probably doing the swim run. Yeah. That we, we didn't get a chance to see, but I'm guessing would have been yeah. that same sort of feeling. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, and I could definitely see my wife do shopping on the promenade here, you know, because there's all sorts of – there's I had to kind of like – I'm kind of having to like downplay it a little bit because, you know, I'm away, you know, just like you, um, you know, for almost 10 days. And it's awesome here. And, and I, you know, get on the phone. I'm like, yeah, it's, it's okay. You know, it's fine. How's the snow? <laughs> <laughs> um, that whole thing leads very nicely into Townsville. Yeah. You know, we were, we were here you know, part in part to see the 40th anniversary of the Noosa tribe, but also to preview the Townsville courses because Townsville is hosting the world multi-sport championships next year. Um, Townsville, Different and very similar in some ways to Noosa. Similar in terms of the incredibly welcoming community, um, and obviously there's water and stuff, but you know, not quite the same touristy feel in Townsville. But it certainly seems to me like it's going to be an amazing, uh, amazing race and an amazing opportunity for folks to case out Australia. Yeah, it's it's different. It's a it's an industrial town, right? It's it's yeah. it's a military town and things like that. But and so it doesn't have the the tourist vibe that Noosa does. You know, Noosa is a beach town, and that's obviously you know very very visual. As soon as you land here, you're like, yes, okay, this is a beach town. Where um, you know the other is that th it's still this really cool beach area and and the front the, you know the waterfront of that you know town is 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 awesome as well it's just different you know yeah. you feel like you're you're in a beach resort in noosa you feel like you're kind of almost in a crocodile dundee you know okay. movie um you know up north and but it, it's something where you know it's totally worth going to yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, it, you know, you, you do Townsville for whichever races you're doing and then, you know, get up to Cairns and, and check out the Great Barrier Reef, which in theory you can do from Townsville, yes. but it's a lot further away. But Cairns is much more of that touristy thing or, you know, get your butt down to Brisbane and then work your way up through the Sunshine Coast. But, you know, sort of using that anchor of the race to get you down here have fun with all of that. Enjoy. And there's some cool things to do. Uh, uh oh, what's that? Magnetic Island. There we yes. go. Yes. Really, if you get down there, you've got to go and just experience that. It'd be a really fun place to live, <laughs> I tell you. It would. It would. It would I mean, you saw that, you know, the, the individuals that were living there, they're all retired, right? Yeah. Like that was, that was the whole vibe there. It's just, you know, and it's a 15 minute ferry ride. Um, and it's just, I just can't express enough that it's just it's just this really cool, relaxed vibe. And and I have always appreciated this is my fourth time in Australia and I've always appreciated the Aussies. I, yeah. I really enjoy their sense of humor. Um, I love how hardworking they are, but at the same time they're very laid back. Um, you know, because they're they've they've 
they live in a country that's hard. You know, I mean, everything in in Australia can kill you. You know, there, there's there's a, there's we, some we sort of you we know. We didn't see any death adders yeah. on Magnetic Island, no, but, but they have them. Yes, they're there, and so they've had to be able to like survive on this island, you know, and flourish in it. And so they're they're extremely hardworking individuals, but they love to take their vacations. They love to take their breaks, and so. Um, they've just got a great personality and, and they know what hard work is and they know what fun is. And I can't even keep up with them from a fun perspective. I mean, I just, I just got an email from Luke McKenzie about going to their, their party on Catalina Island and I just don't even know if I can make it. Like, I, <laughs> I'm getting too old for that. <laughs> um, so yeah, Townsville. And one other thing I wanted to mention about Townsville, I got to experience the uh, cross triathlon course with uh, you and Sam and uh, I haven't I have never ridden anything remotely that technical I still need to apologize for slowing you guys down but spectacular like it would be you know like I was just whoa I, I don't do this stuff but I would do this if I had access to this kind of a course all the time yeah and, and Kevin just for the record that wasn't that technical Okay. Just, yeah, there we go. That was a fire road for like half of it. You know, there was there was some single track on there and some rocks that you had to go over. But, you know, if we want to talk like technical mountain bike course, like don't scare people. Like they can still go to that. Yeah. Actually, if you know how to, if you have been on a mountain bike and know what you're doing, it will be 100% fine. You guys were flying along. I was just like, whoa. We were also doing it in flat pedals and road shoes, like, you know, like as in like running shoes. So we didn't really come prepared from an equipment standpoint, but it was, it was awesome. And, and that's kind of the cool thing about, you know, the uniqueness of these events, both here and in Townsville is, is these are multi day event, um, you know, weeks and weekends where there's all sorts of different things that are going on other than just, I'm going to go into this town for four days and there's one, you know, 140.6 race to do and that's it. You know, there's plenty of things to do throughout the week, to spectate, to watch, to participate in, all of these things. I mean, obviously the championships up in uh, Townsville, you've got to qualify, but you could qualify technically for a lot of those events and participate in them. Yeah. Um, and just like here, like you can participate in a lot of events here as well. So, you know, it's just that, it's that really cool, um, you know, I guess you could say, you know, week-long adventure in multi-sport. And, and that's something that used to exist in the United States that they've kind of gone away from. And they're starting to get back a little bit. You know, Xterra's doing a really good job with it. Um, you know, but, but, man, I want more of that because that's what brought the community together. Like, that's that, those types of grassroots multi-sport events that lasted three or four days was what grew this sport. And we've kind of gotten away from that over in the States. And, and they haven't gotten away from that here, which is a really big lesson to be learned with sustainability, with community involvement and relationships. Because, you know, there's, there's a reason why the entire town of, of Noosa welcomes 7,000 athletes yeah. into their town. And, and it's because there's that culture that has been of mutual respect that has been, you know, created over 40 years. And, and everyone looks forward to it. Where a lot of places, 
they don't. There's, you know, there's nails thrown in the road and, and things like that because there's not this like, hey, we're here, we're taking over your town. It's over here, it's, hey, please come back to Noosa. We're excited for it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so I think we've almost beaten this whole Australia thing to death. It's absolutely amazing. And yeah, both of us, I think, are in full rave mode about it. But it's been an amazing trip. And they do just a great job. It's, it's a wonderful atmosphere. Um, and yeah, you're not nearly as old as I am. So but you know, it's we're both kind of reminiscing about the good old days and that kind of culture and missing that in North America. And as you say, hopefully we get some of that back. Um, The one thing that I will say about Townsville though, is it's a one-off event. Yeah. And so that's something to consider. Like if you want to experience an event like that in a place like that, it's, it's like your one chance to do it. And so if it's, if you're kind of on the fence, you need to just jump over the fence and go for it because it's going to be in August of this year, correct? Or August, 2024. August 15th, 2024. And then it's, and then it's done. It's somewhere else. Yeah. And so, you know, it's not one of those things where you can say like, oh, I'll do it the following year, you know, if I have time. It's, it's, it's a one and done. And, and it's going to be a spectacular event. I hope that we are able to get invited back to watch it because – it would be a shame, in my opinion, for us to go and tour the place and talk about it and then not actually get to see how it went down. Absolutely. I'm with you 100%. I would, I would love to get back here uh, for that event next year, and we'll cross our fingers that that all will happen. Um, I wanted to uh, just touch base a little bit about Slow Twitch. You know, it's a big move for you, I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah just... Um, why, why, what made you want to take over a triathlon website at a time when journalism is dying a sorry death and, and all, um, uh, but you know, it's, yeah, I guess what on earth were you thinking? I, I, I don't know, actually. Um, you know, Dan, Dan and I have been. And that's Dan Amfield. Dan Dan Amfield and I have been pretty good friends for about 12 years now. And we we became increasingly close over the last four years. And and the one thing that I've always appreciated about Dan is his his honesty, integrity when it came to his community that he had and has on Slow Twitch. And you know, you made a mention earlier when journalism is, is dying. And, and that's ultimately, I think that's what made the decision for me to want to go down the path of, of actually, you know, purchasing the site from, from Dan. Um, it's because it's so much more than just a new site. It, it really, truly is a community. And I, and I look at the sport of triathlon and endurance and and gravel and all the things that we're doing these days as endurance athletes. And I think that's the one thing that we're actually starting to get back to our our roots with, and that is the importance of community. And so when when me and, and my four partners really looked at, you know, what we were getting into, we, we really truly felt like we had the ability 
to bring some st some sustainability to the platform yeah. um, and and continue to help it grow and and culture the community that was there and is there currently and to 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 maybe help expand that and so that's I guess you know that's why we did it I mean I every single you know I made my phone calls when when we were you know putting the deal together and the first thing that I told everybody you know on the phone was hey um, you want to do something really dumb with me and uh, you know after about an hour they're like yeah we're in so um, it's but it's going really well you know we've we've been we've been there for a year um, we haven't changed much um, you know there really wasn't a whole lot that we felt like needed to be changed um, now after a year we, we we plan on changing a lot um, but we're not taking anything away. We just plan on adding a lot. Uh, we, we really want to um, talk about more subjects. Uh, we want to talk about where our readership is interested in um, and where we feel like the industry is going. We, we really want to dive deep into assisting the bigger uh, conglomerates, the Ironmans of the world, the USATs of the world, really help them understand the community more. Um, because it's, it's hard for them to get, you know, constructive, honest feedback with what really should happen. But because we're in such a unique spot where we have such a ro robust form, we have a community that we interact with, we're really able to help them navigate what the community really wants and how they can improve the experience of triathlon and gravel bike, you know, gravel races and, you know, trail races so that, that the end result is, is a lot more better than what they think that it should be. Um, one of the things that, you know, Slow Twitch, you know, the forum is what separates Slow Twitch in so many ways. Um, but as with all forums, <laughs> one of the big challenges is, you know, and well, I have called it slow bitch many times, yes, you know, yes, like there's, there's, yes. um, sorry if I'm offending anyone with my language and especially if I'm offending you. Um, no. but like, you know, it, it, how do you, it, it can't be easy some days to just kind of go, oh man, like looking at that forum and, and cause you, it, it's somewhat on you now. Yeah, and it's and it's not. Um, you know, I mean, I just I was really frustrated this week with a thread that was going on about, you know, this this hundred hundred challenge thing, and and uh, you know there was a, there was a lot of things that were happening that 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 you know a lot of people were privileged to, and there's information that we're not going to you know share with, you know, just the public of of why we're doing things the way that we're doing and. Um, you know, and there was just a couple of people that I just felt like they were unjustly attacking us for what we were trying to do. And, and I got really frustrated with it. And, um, you know, I even got my hand slapped from Dan, um, you know, about some of the things that I said and, and kind of put my foot down. Um, you know, but the, the reality of it is, 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 you know, Dan Enfield's still very a part of the site. And, and he built the form. He created the form. He's really good at understanding how the form works. And, and that's part of his job is to monitor and to steer the form in a direction that is, um, you know, positive. And, you know, I guess I'm reminded every once in a while 
that, that I just need to stay away from it and that I just need to let Dan continue to do what Dan is really, really good, really at. good at. You know, and, and Ryan Heisler does a really, really good job. And, you know, it was a good reminder to me that, that um, you know, I just need to continue to trust the people that work with me on the site. They're really good at their jobs. They know how to manage things. And, and I need to focus on the things that, that, that we've all agreed that I need to focus on. And that's really bigger picture things and understanding, you know, how we can move the community forward and expand it versus, you know, every single day in the trenches of, you know, reading every single thread out there to make sure that, you know, somebody doesn't need to get blocked or banned or disabled or whatever it is. So, um, but, it, but it's cool. Like the forms yeah. just, it's fascinating. I didn't even have a username until about 18 months ago. Um, but you get on there and, and it's like anything in life, you know, 99% of it's super positive, you know, and it's just that 1% that if you let it bother you, it's gonna bother you. But really you just gotta just kind of blow it aside and just be like, whatever, I'm just gonna focus on the positive because there really is so much positive that goes on there and there's so many people that are so dedicated to helping their fellow athletes understand whatever the topic of conversation is, whether it's bike fit, whether it's nutrition. And then I, you can get down in the weeds in the lavender room about like politics and stuff. And, and it's just, but everyone's there mostly to help. You know, you definitely get some people in there that just want to hear themselves talk, but, but most of them are really there to help. And when you really look at it that way, it's just really cool to see that thing grow. You know, yeah. I mean, there's 13 million posts in the form. That means that there's been 13 million times where someone has read something, decided to log in, and decided to type a reply to whatever is going on. And, and that's, that's cool to think about. I really did not think that I was gonna be doing this podcast and sort of enjoying and wanting to applaud just that what, what you just talked about one the sense of community so you know the the lifers in this sport you know, i'm definitely one of those um you know we often feel that we're losing that and you know we talked about why aren't we seeing more noosas in north america because they they work not exactly the same but closer to it in years past and so yeah really very encouraging to hear where you're coming from with uh, with slow twitch and and where you want it to go? Well, thanks. I mean, we you know we're not perfect, uh, never will be, um, but we're trying. And Eric Quinn's not perfect. No, I'm, turn, I'm stopping this right now. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I thought you had all the answers. No, no, <laughs> not even close. Um, but but we're getting there, and I think the important aspect of it is to to kind of get back to the basics. You know, we've, you know. I guess you could say that the, the changes that we're making, the improvements that we're making is, is really just focused on getting back to the things that matters to our community. And, and what really truly matters to our community is bringing new solutions to their problems. And so, you know, what is that, right? And that's different for everybody, but a lot of it has to do with bike fit and, you know, new bikes and new technology. Um, more articles about nutrition, more articles about swimming. What wetsuit should I buy for my body's you know, type and, and the type of athlete that I am? So we have to really just stay focused on bringing 
solutions to their problems. And if we can do that, then we will continue to you know, grow the community that is on Slow Twitch and the people that are coming to Slow Twitch looking for you know, those solutions. So um, finally, uh, I think I think I'm going to be just sort of leading into uh, something that we all know the answer to, but because you've just finished, you know, not totally purchasing, but being part of a group purchasing a website. Um, the sport, where do you see the sport going over the next few years? You know, right now we've got a bunch of billionaires throwing crap loads of money at, at pros, and we're all wondering how on earth that's going to keep going. But and, and we're a little worried about, you know, what Iron Man's, what's happening with Iron Man and all that stuff. Um, but I'm guessing, based on your recent purchase, you feel like we're, we're, we're going to be okay. I do. I, um, you know, take away some of the big major problems that we're having in the world, right, that, that we are. Because, you know, we would be you know, idiots if we, if we don't think about those things, you know, because there's, there's people out there that are really suffering right now. And, you know, and, and we're here, you know, sometimes, you know, complaining that we get dropped by a partner or a sponsor or something like that. And, you know, and so we want to be sensitive to those things, but, you know, to, to answer your question, um, I personally see steady growth for triathlon. Um, and, and one of the things that, that we at Slow Twitch need to do is, is do a better job at actually finding out what those numbers really are. Because my gut tells me that, that the top end is suffering a little bit, but the, but the base, the foundation of triathlon endurance sports is, is in a growth period. And, so, and you see that when you talk to a lot of local race, race directors in the majority of markets, not all markets. You know, there's some markets that are, you know, you talk to a local race director and their numbers are down. But the majority of markets that I've talked to with local race directors, they're all up two, three, four hundred percent year over year the last two years. You know, and so that encourages me a lot. And you, and you see that a lot with, you know, some of these big races that you come to. And, you know, there's a lot of new road bikes. You know, they're not tribe trial bikes, they're new road bikes, which means that person's a new triathlon, you know, or triathlete in, in the space. And so that's really encouraging to me. And, you know, even you talk to Ironman and, and their 70.3 numbers are up. Their trail running numbers are up. Their, their, their 140.6 numbers are down. But, you know, that's not surprising because they've done nothing to keep them up over the last five years. Now, obviously COVID had, you know, wasn't their fault and, and there was a big blow to that. But at the same time, you know, I think the foundation of the sport is coming back and it's, and it's growing. And so, you know, what are we gonna do as, as big community players to help support that growth? That's, I think is the big key. Yeah, no, I, that, that is all great. And I guess what I want to, just ask you on that front is your like when you look at slow twitch it's a bunch of the lifers like me it's you know your your community is is not it seems like not so much of the new folks um but it sounds like you want to get more of those folks on board well definitely and maybe the, I'm, and am i misreading that well no you're you're absolutely correct in the form 
right? With okay. you know the form posters, right? Like they're 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 the OGs, right? Like they're there, right? And they're not really, you know, there's not a lot of growth in the form when it comes to, um, you know, posting or people that are posting that are newbies, right? Um, but there is a lot of growth outside of that when you when you start to analyze the data from analytics, right? Okay. We're starting to see a lot more women come into the actual site than we have. We've seen about three or four percent growth over the last three or four years, like each year. We see it on our Instagram channels, our social media channels. There's more women getting involved with Slow Twitch as a whole. Um, we're starting to see more people that are cross-referencing, you know, running um, articles that we're doing and gravel articles that we're doing and things like that. And so, you know, but we have to do more of it. We have to create, we have to be the ones that create the content to bring people into our site and help them join the community. We also have to create and this kind of goes back to my struggle with, you know, the form and, and being able to monitor that because we also have to create a safe environment for them to be able to come in and feel like they can, they can ask any question and you're not going to have some asshole, you know, belittle them because they don't know how to change a tire. Because guess what, man, probably 60% of the participants out there don't know how to change a tire. And I know that you think that that's stupid and lame and idiotic, but that's just reality. So how are we going to fix that? You know, like yeah. we got to fix it by teaching them how to do that. You and, know, and it need, as you say, it needs to be in a positive environment. Yeah. Otherwise it's never, you know, you're never going to make that change. Because everybody in the world at some point didn't know how to change a tire. Like I hate to remind <laughs> you, but at some point we all learned. And so, you know, what are we doing to help these people, you know, get to that point? There's a reason uh, road cyclists are always making fun of triathletes, right? Like when we roll in and don't know how to change tires and don't know how to, all that kind of fun don't stuff. Don't know how to ride bikes because we're on Zwift the whole time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. there you go. Yeah. Um, hey, Eric, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, this has been uh, amazing. Good luck with uh, all that you're doing. Keep up the great work. And uh, yeah, we'll look forward to you know, continuing this great community that we've got in this sport and that uh, you're doing a wonderful job with. Thanks, Kevin. I appreciate it. He is Eric Wynn uh, from Slow Twitch. Um, as you have no doubt figured out, he is not the senior janitor. <laughs> He's considerably higher on the pecking order than that. I'm Kevin McKinnon, the editor of Triathlon Magazine, and thanks so much for joining us here at The Life of Tri. Thanks for listening to The Life of Try. If you like us, tell your mates and follow us on Instagram at The Life of Try.